this is Danny. And this is Molly. And we are here ready to talk about murder and cake. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, how have you been, Molly? We just we talked a little bit before we recorded. We talk, yeah, we talked a little bit. Um, but for the people. Uh, do you remember like our first, like maybe our second or third episode was like on you know who's like inauguration weekend? <laughs> kind of how I'm feeling right now yeah there's a lot happening in the world like a lot like I don't I this is so negative to say and I feel kind of bad but I do feel kind of glad that like we're called like because my life has been shit for the past two years it's been hard and I'm kind of glad that we're all going through it together because I feel like we wouldn't people wouldn't be as sympathetic to each other like my Mm. boss is like you know what take a break if you need it that's true I think that that has like not across the board but like at least at least the people in my life it sounds like in your life are like wanting to be understanding and everyone keeps saying like oh we have to return to normal we have to return to normal and I feel like the people who are really beating that drum are like the not the ones who are being understandable not the ones who are being um reasonable and the people who are kind of like I don't think there's going to be a return to the way mm-hmm. things were before. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is like normal now. Know, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, even I hope that people are a little bit more compassionate. Mm-hmm. I hope that there's more flexibility mm-hmm. in the way we live our lives, like that we can embrace some of this new technology that's made things easier for people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so. So who knows? Who knows? It's, it's not going to go back to the way that it was Mm-mm. but maybe it can go back to better but i like like that. I, like we said there's war in europe you know <laughs> there's a we're in the middle of the plague it's like it's 1900 again so who, who knows so much happening so yeah um but yeah i think people are i think it's just made people be more gentle with each other so and i appreciate that so yeah. that's how i am things are crazy it's cold it keeps sleeting here and it's mm. not helping the most hateful of all weather events. That's worse than snow. Because, like, I can, right? I can drive in snow. Sleet. I was slipping and sliding on the way to the store the other day. So, I don't have all-wheel drive. So, my next car, oh. I have to get all-wheel drive. I'm. It's time to be an adult. <laughs> my husband wants to get a truck. He wants to be a truck guy. See, I kind of want a truck. So, I can sympathize or empathize. It, it makes sense. And his dad has a truck. He was driving it and... I remember like we were standing looking at my husband drive past in the truck and my father-in-law was like, wow. He was like, yeah. And then when he got out of the truck, he was like, oh, you look good in that truck. He's like, you should get a truck. So once we have need for another car, I think in the future, because right now we just share a car. Mm-hmm. I think that he's like, I kind of want to get a truck. And I was like, that makes sense. Because you own your home. It's like, you always need to like haul some lumber. Haul shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm always hauling shit all of a sudden. <laughs> I had to rent a truck because like when you need one you really need one like you don't Mm -hmm. always need a truck but when you do need one like there's no backup I had a I bought a bookshelf for my house Mm -hmm. and I went to go pick it up in my little Nissan Sentra and the guy at the dock laughed he's like it's not gonna fit in that (laughs) he laughed so I had to go to U-Haul and rent a pickup truck to pick up a bookshelf (laughs) not an actual piece of furniture just an assemble yourself bookshelf because it was too big Mm -hmm. to fit in my car so Mm. And then y'all could, you, 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 husband and baby could like drive to the Midwest in that truck. No matter what the weather is, you're going to conquer it. Yep. So (laughs) 
you know, a truck guy. I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. This is doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Imagining you as a truck guy. <laughs> and I don't think they make trucks now that don't have four seats. Oh, really? Because oh, okay. I tried to find, like, because I don't need that many seats. So I tried to find, like, a little truck. They all yeah. are, like, four doors now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember, like, my grandpa's old like, mm-hmm. pickup truck. And it was, like, just had the bench seat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really the last time I was in a truck. My uncle is a truck driver and he loves his truck and like he'll drive us around. And it's like he's got a little it's like a it's like a really small coupe, but it's like got mm. two, you know, front seats, back seats. It's so, yeah, you could haul a family around it if you wanted to. Had to. That's cute. So now well, I don't know how we started talking about trucks. <laughs> it was better than because there was some book drama, but it was kind of like. I was kind of like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I don't care if you're, if you don't like this cover, if you like that cover. Oh yeah, there is a lot of book drama just, happening. <laughs> right? It's like, I just, I could not at all bring myself to give a fuck about someone else's opinion. It's like, that's your opinion, boo-boo. I, like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I got nothing to say about this. Right. Yeah. And then there were some silly books that got, <laughs> that got kind of shared that I don't want to repeat because it's still Black History Month. It may it may or <sighs> yeah. may not be by the time this episode goes up. It should be, even if it's the last day. But <laughs> we're still going to pretend it's Black History Month. And uh, I mean, it, I'm, my grandpa, again, would say, every day I wake up, I'm Black. So <laughs> Every day is Black History Month. Every day. So, but yeah. So yeah. But we read a book. And I want to yes. say, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But we read a book called A Glimmer of Death by Valerie Wilson Wesley. And Molly kind of picked this one, and I thought it was good. Why did you pick this one, Molly? What what about it caught your eye? I think because, like, we were, like, going through everything, and we always, I think, strive to read across, like, multiple different genres. Like, I think that we, early on, decided we didn't want to just stick to lit fic, or we didn't want to just do romance, or we didn't want to just do this or that, and really push ourselves um, kind of outside what we're used to. So when you're going through the list, of course, you type it in Google. It's a lot of lit fic, which is good. You know, a lot of those books look good. But it was kind of like, okay, well, the world's heavy right now. Like, we want something a little bit, like, lighter, a little bit more, like, easy to kind of get that, like, sink into a good book feeling. You know what I mean? Like, oh, cozy up with something. And to me, like, that's, that's like, mystery, thriller, like, something kind of exciting that can really hold your attention. And we were like looking around and um, uh, we, we said cozy mysteries. And um, I had only ever read like one before. I think I can't remember if you've said you've ever read cozy mysteries before. This is my first cozy mystery. Yeah. And it was, we were just both like, oh, my goodness. Like that is, you know, when people are always like, oh, black women, black people, they don't read this. They don't write that. And it's like, you know, he has a cozy mystery, bitch. Like. You know, we're everywhere. Everywhere you want to be, black women are writing. We so are, yeah. It just sounded fun and it sounded cozy and just sounded like something new. It was a good pick. It's a good winter pick, too. So, mm-hmm. like, something you can just read at home, cozy up under a blanket. So, um, I was very excited to read it. I liked how, like, I like how it came with the recipe. I'm getting ahead of myself again. So, do we need to define what a cozy mystery is? Like, are they? I think we should. Okay. Um, cause I had to look it up. Someone asked me, so I have a definition like on the tips. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not so much a definition as it is defining features. 
Okay. Or genre convention, since that's been what people are talking about on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. The genre conventions for a cozy mystery. So from what I've gathered, a cozy mystery features a protagonist who is an amateur sleuth. So they're not involved with law enforcement. They're usually like baker or maybe they have some kind of niche job that gives them access to a lot of people. They may have a connection to someone who is in law enforcement, like a spouse, a brother, a father, someone who is a formal part of the law enforcement. And it usually takes place in a small community whether that's a geographical community like a small town or like a niche com- niche community of like, I don't know, D&D players or something, something where it's just a small group of people who are close knit. And then they do not feature a lot of on page violence or profanity or sex. So mm-hmm. does that kind of jive with what you know, what you think of when you think of cozy yeah. mystery? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and I was like, and it was funny because once I learned that I started seeing like I saw I was like, oh, yep, there's our law enforcement guy connection. Mm-hmm. So so we read A Glimmer of Death. I think I said this part already. I'm repeating myself. So we're going to solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss it. So spoilers. This book came out a year ago, but there's a sequel coming out, I believe, next sometime this year. I was going to say, I know that there was a um, an article on this, like, crime reads on the author that just came out, like... Oh, okay. It came out three days ago. So it was like today. And so I know a lot of people are shaking. I was like, oh my God, like we're reading that first book. Like we're, we're in a couple hours. Like I'm literally trying to finish it up right now. So. Yeah. So the second book of Fatal Glow came out February 22nd. So it's the sequel to this one. So cool. Mm-hmm. We're sort of timely. We try to be. <laughs> so um, because, you know, life is hectic. I didn't write the synopsis myself, but we're going to get into it. So I'm going to read what's on Goodreads, who's always been there for me, and then we're going to dig in. So this again, this is your final, I mean, we haven't really said anything yet, but this is your final chance to get out if you don't. Yeah, to go read it. Yeah. And then come back. And then come back. Okay, cool. So in the first of a thrilling new series, one woman's extraordinary psychic gift plunges her already troubled present into chaos and puts her future in someone's deadly sights. Until now, Odessa Jones' inherited ability to read emotions and foretell danger has protected her. But Second Sight didn't warn her she would soon be a widow and about to lose her home and the catering business she's worked so hard to build. The only things keeping Dessa going are her love for baking and her sometimes mellow cat, Juniper. Unfortunately, putting her life back together means taking a gig at an all kinds of shady real estate firm run by volatile owner Charlie Risco. Until Charlie is brutally killed and Dessa's bully co-worker, bullied co-worker is arrested for murder. Dessa can't be sure who's guilty, but it doesn't take a psychic to discover that everyone from Charlie's much-abused staff to his long-suffering young wife had multiple reasons to want him dead. And as Dessa follows a trail of lies through blackmail, dead-end clues, and corruption, she needs to see the truth fast, or a killer will bury her deep down with it. Ooh. <laughs> so Molly kicking off what were your thoughts on a glimmer of death i liked it like uh, i like that it had like everybody had a really old-timey name (laughs) and it felt like an older relative like had a guiding hand in it not that it felt like old or out of touch but it was like it felt mature it felt mature exactly so there were some like cute, fun things with that that was like, oh, like that cozy feeling like, OK, this could be my my uh, aunt like solving a murder, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I liked the characters. I really liked Aunt Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you. I don't know why she was so like because Odessa would always be like, Aunt Phoenix, like we're not really close, and I don't believe half the shit she says. And then Aunt Phoenix would come up, and she would just like tweet prescient like Maya Angelou quotes, and she's just. (laughs) I like that. I'm like, why don't you listen to her? Yeah, she's like tweeting her like numbers to play. She's like, I heard you got money troubles. She's like, plays numbers and you know and um odessa like the whole time and i understand we'll get into why she doesn't trust this but it's like girl just play the numbers like so you don't have to go into this horrible real estate agency anymore because she is broke she's broke 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 like on phoenix is like wiring her cash every like don't worry about it like just take the money (laughs) right so I like that. I was a bit disappointed in not the mystery, but the way it was revealed. Mm. Because I thought that Odessa herself would play a bigger role in solving it. And that doesn't really happen. Yeah. So and maybe that sh- that's different in the next book. I am kind of interested in the next book. So I am too. Like it, di- it definitely felt like setting up a character who's going to like mature mm-hmm. and grow in her like confidence in her skills over the course of a series because she feels very green she feels very like you get this like very naive sense about her even though she's like i'm tough right it's like are you though (laughs) and i think it's also interesting that she has like second sight in like this power yes which i didn't even get from the like description because i think we read a different description before we picked it like that came out of the blue for me (laughs) like oh magic but I liked it. And I think that the author, like, um, like she's been writing, like, paranormal books. Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay, that's why I decided to kind of, like, pit, like pivot into um, uh, back to mystery. Because I think she wrote mystery before. And um, that article kind of says how, like, this younger generation of writers, including my fave Rachel Housel Hall, like, read her in high school and then started writing... So she says, oh, I took a, a long break from writing um, mysteries and I was doing paranormal because she wanted to push herself. But then when she went back to mystery, she wanted to bring some of that paranormal into it. And that's I how she kind of settled on. Yeah, it's such like a cool combination. Like she's got the food. She's got like these like, you know, burgeoning like magic powers. And it, it was just a fun combination that um, I was surprised for bye but i thought worked really well yeah and i like that it's nothing so explicit like she has visions or she's like oh you did it it's like little Mm -hmm. hints or like she can read people's auras and it's enough to sort of it's like her it's like an instinct she can read and Mm -hmm. apparently according to phoenix if she worked at it she could get stronger in her powers and i guess murder people with like the flick of her head but but i do like that it's like not completely reliable and it's just sort of like it's like a compass kind of leading her which way to uh being her which way in that this book gave me big psych vibes and i love psych so i just my my husband was like he put it on he was like i'm gonna watch psych i was like oh didn't you like that show i don't really so i've watched a couple episodes of it i liked it i love it i think it's i liked so this was you have to remember i caught in the psych like at the height of when like everything was gritty csi and csi uh. miami and and house and everything was like some gritty tough like depressing mystery and then you have Mm. psych where you have these two assholes one who's pretending to be a psychic 
Jurassic. And they're solving things like who stole a dinosaur skeleton from a museum or something. So it was like, I was like, thank you. This is like the lighthearted fair. It was a brush of fresh air, if I may use that trite yeah. saying. But yeah. Yeah. All I know is my boy Jack McCoy is coming back to Law and Order. <laughs> and we had to jump on the family um, uh, group chat to discuss. <laughs> See, Law and Order is the one that I never really... Because it's, it's, isn't it like a cop show and a procedural? Like it tries to do mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, I guess I'm more... When they say procedural, they mean law. I'm always more like the cop. Like the getting the evidence, tracking down what happened. Because once it goes to the courtroom, I'm like, I'm lost. Like, I don't care. Oh, see, but the, oh, it's so good. <laughs> My dad called him the prig. He did whatever he needed to close the case. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> close the case. What is the opening line of in the criminal justice system? <laughs> oh, this is SVU. I couldn't get into that. That was too intense for me. That one, is, and it's like, yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk about SVU. That's going even darker. I'm mad that they have enough episodes to have like what twenty seasons. Oh my god! And it like it went off and then it came right back. Like, well, I think it was off for a while, but like, I was like you know, they did like twenty or thirty seasons, and then they're like, you know what? Let's do more. More. Yeah. Like In how the criminal we... justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their These stories. These are their stories. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, man. I do love the community community parody they did. That was really good. I need to rewatch that because I haven't I haven't seen that like since it came out, uh, and I can't remember. Oh, uh, they did a good, much of it. They did a great one, and they did they they did a great. And then what's his name? The guy who just passed away was the professor in it. Um, Michael. Ah, I can see his face from um from the wire, but he was in it. And he mm. played the professor. He was great. Oh, Omar. Yeah, and I can't. I can't remember. Michael K. Williams. <laughs> yes. He was in it, and he played the professor, and he was great, so. Oh. Okay, that was beyond where I watched, but I'm going to have to look, because I, I never finish it. Yeah, it had some issues in some seasons, but it, it it's it's worth a watch. I'll say that. Like, if you need something okay. to watch in these pandemic times, playing on in the background, it's solid. I do, because we're watching, um, fucking, uh, well, three things. Abbott, Abbott Elementary, great. I need to watch that. Yellow Jacket scares me. And um, love is blind, angers up my blood. See, yeah, and I'm like, I don't need to be getting angry at reality TV shows. So, yeah, if you need something chill and funny, and the episodes are like 30 minutes, unlike some of the shows that have like an hour, and you're like, I gotta really be invested. Mm-hmm. Psych is good, like background TV. Oh. So, but it gave me that vibe because of the supernatural element yeah. to it. So she doesn't have a partner though. Well, I guess is what's his name kind of her partner? The cop. Yeah, the cop baker. <laughs> Cop Baker, kind of. I feel like maybe maybe she'll get more of a dedicated partner. Um, but yeah, it's like the cop character, the mentor character, her and her aunt, mm-hmm. like the son, surrogate son character. But a, a partner, partner, I don't really know that she has. Yeah. So let's talk about, since we're on it, let's talk about Odessa Jones, our main character yes. and protagonist. Yes. She's kind of in a down and out spot in her life. Yes she's widowed and she's I really like this element of her character she's kind of bitter that this second sight she has did not give her any kind of like heads up on Mm -hmm. 
on the turn her life would take with losing her husband. And I think that's, mm-hmm. I can relate to that. That's like, I haven't lost a husband, but like losing a family member. And I can relate to that. I think that was yeah. a really good motivation for her to really not fully trust. invest. Yeah, yeah. Trust in her, in her second sight. Yeah. That was, um, yeah, it was very emotional and it really mm-hmm. brought a lot of depth to her character. I thought that scene where she's sitting on the bench in the backyard. <laughs> I'm like, Oh Yeah. So, um, but she, so she, money's hard, money's tough. Mm-hmm. She, she won't take her aunt up on the numbers. So she gets a job selling real estate. I don't remember how Which she she's got terrible into it. at. Yeah, I don't know how she got into it. I can't remember. Like, she, because they had a bakery, her and her husband. Daryl. Daryl was her husband. Daryl. When he passed, she's like, she kind of lost her spark for yeah. cooking, which is what she's good at. And I think she went into real estate as kind of a backup. She kind of fell into it, took the test, kind of did, and kind of like fell into this job that she maybe again because she's not trusting her instinct she's not doing very well at right at, at this this agency that is like just absolutely full of corruption full of characters like everyone is a character <laughs> like everyone has like a seedy past <laughs> and a seedy present and then you have odessa just like I just imagine like them having these big like huge arguments and fights and like you know what you did and and then like Odessa walks in like hi guys and she just sits down and it's like with a lemon cake with a lemon cake and it's like did you did you not see everything that was going on can you not feel the tension in the room right now right but yeah so she's got this job she's not good at it selling real estate and at the beginning of the scene like she gets at the beginning of the book she gets scolded by our future victim Charlie. Mm-hmm. Because she hasn't really done anything to sort of like pay back her fees or to bring in money to the office. So mm-hmm. things are getting desperate for her. I do like that she bakes and I like that there's a recipe that seems to be cozy mysteries and food seem to go together like, mm-hmm. you know, peanut and butter. Yeah, it seems like just that description of food and the smells and like it, it, it makes you like hungry. <laughs> hungry, yeah. Because I, I did make a bunt cake. <laughs> I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to take that recipe because I love me some seven up cake. Uh, I want I wanted to make seven up cake and I didn't have enough regular ass sugar. <laughs> I had like 18 boxes of powdered sugar. I had brown sugar and I was like, can I substitute? And it was like, no. Can I substitute? No. And I had already forgotten the butter. And I like ran to the store to get the butter. That took forever because the man bought all this cabbage <laughs> and he did like put it all in one bag together. I had to take out all the cabbage and they had to get a manager to <laughs> And I was like, I need to get back home to get this cake on. So when I came back, I saw I didn't have the sugar. I was like, well, what are we going to do now? This is a future Molly problem, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't use brown sugar, but if you're purposely trying to make a lemon cake, you can't use brown sugar. Exactly. Because it would give so too much of like a molasses taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, I had one cup of sugar and I found like a brown sugar bun cake. So I did that instead. Ooh, that sounds good. So, but yeah, she lives at home with her and her cat. This cat got a lot of page time. (laughs) (laughs) Considering it didn't really, not to be disrespectful, didn't really contribute much to the story besides be a cat and keep her company. The cat didn't really, she got a lot of air time. It was a fat cat. She's always talking about how he needs to go on a diet. That was funny when she's like, I saw a story on the news about obese pets. (laughs) 
but it was like such a she's like murder this guy's murder i gotta get the, the thing out oh man that that's that good morning america about the obese cats and she like she really stopped to think about that and she really looked at this cat like i guess i gotta give you some diet food right. like, this is... <laughs> so so it's her she goes her boss i was gonna say it's kind of an asshole everyone is kind of an asshole yeah like him more than most yeah his name is charlie risco and we learn he inherits this real estate company from his brother who had inherited it from his father so he was not mm-hmm. really the heir his father yeah. died it bequeathed to his older brother his older brother committed suicide so then he got it and he's not a very good businessman <laughs> no so it sounds like he's in it for like just to be the boss and to make money and to like play and like to bully people honestly yeah it's a, it's a scam <laughs> that's right scam oh we gotta we gotta get into this real estate scam because <laughs> it was a doozy because i was like is my little simple brain understanding how this scam got pulled off? <laughs> i i love scams now because as i've gotten more sensitive i can't handle true crime about murder mm. but i can handle true crime about scams now i'm all mm-hmm. about scams i just listened to an episode um about a documentary called Misha and the Wolves. Did you hear about- Oh, I, I've seen that doc. I've heard of that documentary, but I have not seen it. Yeah. And it's like she, it's basically the story about a woman who pretended, who lied, said she was a Holocaust victim or survivor who survived by like joining a wolf pack. And she like- it's Such a big, <laughs> weird lie to tell. It's such a weird <laughs> lie to tell. Because like if she had just kept it, yeah, I survived the Holocaust, she probably, but then it wouldn't, she wouldn't have made the money. So- but she survived a wolf pack. And then um, the other one I want to see is the um, the woman who wasn't there. Oh, I don't about know. About the woman is. who faked being a 9-11 survivor. Oh, no. Oh, you haven't heard? Yeah, that one. She, w- she wasn't even in the country at the time. She was in Spain. She's not even an American citizen. So I love scams is what I'm saying. So we, we're going to talk about this, the land grab scam they were running. Yeah. But he's 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 a huge asshole. Like he threatens people with, with this gun. gun. He just keeps on his uh, desk. He's got this age inappropriate wife who he beats up uh, on. Who he beats, yeah. And he's just he's like just this huge jackass to everyone, and everyone hates him. Yeah. And so and then when so Dessa like comes to work that morning and she's like, I smell nutmeg. She's like, it smells like nutmeg in here. And we quickly learn that nutmeg equals death or dying, or maybe not that explicitly, but something like murder almost. Yeah. yeah. So it is explicitly death or dying. It wasn't just like bad. And she's kind of like, she smells it in his office. She's like, it smells, it smells funny in here. She's looking at the ceiling. She doesn't say anything because like, fuck Charlie. But she also, it's also because she doesn't trust her, her gift. And she's also self-aware enough to know, she's like, I can't tell people, like, I smell death. Like, that's not going to get me anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So she comes back. And, like, so the thing that kind of sets up the whole murder is she has to leave the office because, again, her coworkers, who are all, like, resentful (laughs) Old-timey characters. Get in a fight. And she's like, I got to leave this negative space. And she goes for a walk. So let's talk Mm -hmm. about her coworkers because there's, like, a good handful of them. Yes. We got Laverne Vinton. Mm-hmm. who he mm-hmm. I couldn't get a read on him for the whole book I could not figure oh, okay. out like if he was on her side or like if he liked her or not not like like her but like how he viewed her did she think he was did he, did he trust her and should she trust him 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because his backstory is Stuart, the brother who originally owned Risco Realty, was his, like, lover. Mm-hmm. And so Stuart committed suicide in Vinton. They call him both. They call him Laverne and Vinton. But Vinton was, like, bitter about it and hates Charlie since. Motive. Mm-hmm. And he has this, like, gray aura about yes. him that that um is always like super present and kind of like super overwhelming to Odessa but she can't really penetrate it until later yeah I liked him I think he was my favorite of her co-workers um he was the most interesting definitely yeah and he kind of adopts her later as like a little sister yeah so I think he like I might read like he he liked her he was on her side but at the same time he thought that she was really naive and it in over her head that's a good read. like kind of patronizing but at the same time it's like well but you are kind of over your head like there's a lot going on here girl yeah that's fair that's fair because he was very kinder but sometimes like she would say something he's like you don't know what the hell you're talking about so maybe shut up so <laughs> we also have birdie jefferson i think her last name was yeah birdie <laughs> was a whole she's got a whole lot happening in her life so Birdie's yeah. husband left her and she lost her job on the same day uh-huh so she's also in a desperate spot working at this realty office she don't want to be there either and she's raising her granddaughter uh-huh. because her daughter is um we learned her daughter is addicted to drugs and her life is just sort of a mess so Birdie's taking care of her daughter the daughter is mm-hmm. Luella and the granddaughter is Erica mm-hmm in the oh here's something that's going to come up important point birdie goes on ebay and brought (laughs) she has these hot pink gloves that she buys yes and shows them off Mm -hmm. and like see i feel like if i were more because i skimmed right over that at the beginning of the book and i was like i did too if i were a more experienced mystery reader i might have kept uh clung to that little piece of information yeah, that she had, oh, gloves. That's such a weird... Because <laughs> she's like, look at my gloves. Look at my gloves. Look at my gloves. They're so cute. Look at my gloves. And see, I did think that was weird. I was like, hmm, moving on. And I just kept going. Right. Um, and then we have Dennis, who's mm-hmm. maybe equally as big an asshole as Charlie, but mm-hmm. you know, he's rich. He kind of comes off as sociopathic. A little bit. <laughs> Because he's like mean to everyone in the office and he says cruel things to them. And he also maybe is having an affair with Charlie's wife. I believe so. Yeah. He wears real tight jeans, I think she (laughs) says at one point. (laughs) I forgot about his jeans. And then we have Judah. Mm -hmm. I don't remember her last name. It wasn't Baker, was it? It might have been Baker. Because the cruel nickname they gave her was Studebaker. Yeah. Which is... (laughs) What does Dessa say about why it's such a cruel nickname? I gotta find the quote. Hold on. An old car, elegant in its day, but long gone from the showroom. And I was like, damn. (laughs) The Studebaker. So they call her Studebaker. And she has a glimmer too. Mm -hmm. That's just... Everyone has a glimmer. We should probably say that. But in in Dessa, it's easier for her to like peer through some people's glimmers than it is other. And... um. Judah is one of the ones where it's easier for her because Judah just sort of has this air of sadness. Yeah. And also she don't talk to the other black people in the office. Right. I got that too. <laughs> so like she's, she has a wig, like a blonde wig. Yeah. Blonde wig or blonde dyed hair, something like that. Yeah. Because Dessa rudely notes her roots. Yeah. 
Uh, I think is that every. Oh, I almost forgot the the last our final <laughs> two more. Okay, because I was say Harley. Uh huh. So Harley is like another young, well maybe this the youngest of the office staff. Yeah, like young enough to be Dessa's son yeah. or like surrogate son. The, Charlie calls him a thug, which I'm so mad. I knew that. I'm like, oh, so he's black too. That's how I knew yeah. he was black. Thanks, book. Yeah. Thanks. Um, but he has a friendly relationship with Dessa. He brings her coffee and she appreciates mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. he's young. His mother passed away. He's taking care of his mother. His mother passed away. He doesn't talk about his father much. Yeah. And who's the final one? I cannot remember. Well, I was going to put the wife in there too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Does she work? I mean, I guess she, she does. She kind of does. Yeah. So that's Tanya Risco. Mm-hmm. And she, she was another one I couldn't get a read on. What did you think about her? Because I couldn't. I couldn't figure out. I knew she didn't do it because I'm like, that's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. She's just I, and I think it's kind of purposeful. Like, you know, she has this persona that Dessa can kind of see as a mask, like, oh, little girl mm-hmm. voice and, you know, the way she dresses and how she's very subservient when Charlie's around. And then he leaves and she's like flirting up a storm with Dennis. And she's like, uh, but then she turns to Dessa and she's like super sweet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of giving her this, like, faux, genuine, I don't know, like, look at herself. So it was very hard, I think, up until the end to, like, really figure out, like, what was going on. And then she's, like, has maybe a pass with Harley thing. And then it's like, and then she's in on it or she's not in on it. Because she's part of the, she was originally part of the scam, too. We don't learn that till Mm -hmm. later. But she, Mm -hmm. Harley, and Charlie... Oh, these names. She, Harley, and Charlie have like a past together. Yes. Yes. So I also love how like as soon as she's dead, she's like, okay, I'm running this show now. And she like, yeah. she redecorates his whole office. She gets a new wardrobe. She's like, open door policy from now on. Yeah. Like, she Seems like she turns a place. <laughs> yeah. She like, I don't know, I feel like it was probably good for her. She like, seems like she does well in the role of like a businesswoman. Yeah. But it also doesn't help. Like if she wanted to like throw suspicion off her, it wouldn't True. really it's like oh you're having a lot of fun huh so the murder happens and what is like so the setup i guess we can just might as well get to it. the setup for the murder is charlie is working in the office late one night he is shot in the back of the head and there are no fingerprints on the gun so they're like whoever did it used a glove or wiped their prints off and so the last person seen with him was harley or at least the last I person thought- were there fingerprints on the gun? No, because it became a, something else. Well, because I thought Harley's prints were on the gun. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, That's right. and his his were the only ones on there. Right. You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right because he explains it to Dessa, and she's like, yes. "You expect me to believe somebody put on a pair of gloves, picked up the gun, shot him, and then put it down?" He's like, "Maybe." And again, I yeah. missed that too. Yeah, I think it's like what eventual like his explanation is they're they're in there and they did argue the gun was on the table because Charlie was doing that intimidation thing like he has the gun out right for performance reviews or something. (laughs) They're arguing Harley picks it up and points it at him and then he puts it back down. Right. Which if anything, this is a PSA to not touch other people's guns. Right. (laughs) Do not get your prints on other people's weapons because you don't know what they're doing after work <laughs> with whom or what or why. Right. 
So, so you're right. That is the point. But basically there's a, so I think I said it earlier. Um, all of the coworkers get in a fight. Des is like, I don't need this energy. She goes, takes a walk. She comes back. Everyone's left. She hears Charlie arguing with somebody in his office. She doesn't stick around. She goes home the next mm-hmm. day. It's like, Oh, BT dubs. Charlie is murdered. Mm-hmm. And they want to talk to all of us. Right. And eventually it gets sort of not pinned, but they accuse, they sort of place Harley there. Yeah. And Harley calls Dessa and she's like, you got to solve the case for me. You got to get me. <laughs> and she's like, what? Harley, get a lawyer. That's what they're for. It's their job. And he, like they bring that up. He's like, I can't afford a lawyer. <laughs> you know what I can afford? It's Baker. Right. <laughs> This baker with lawyer friends. So, and she, I really like, cause it's kind of more of her second sight. Cause she like looks at him. She's like, did you do it? And I like that she wasn't afraid to ask him either. She's yeah. like, did you do it? And he's like, no. And something, I thought it was, she doesn't really claim it's her second sight, but she says some feeling comes over her where she's like, yeah. I believed him. Yeah. And I think she's like attributing that to like some powers that are still like, unsure to her mm-hmm. and she, she decides to trust it in that moment right even though was it lennox who's the name of the barbecue guy i got the phone lennox royal yeah, is that I got, it i think i got the book right in front of me and i'm like what's his name Let me look it up. <laughs> but yeah he's kind of like well how did you know and she's like uh he's like he lying to you sis <laughs> that's she's like uh because lennox we might as well because lennox is a very important character lennox yes. is a former cop or detective and now Current he runs like diner. Yes. <laughs> he runs this barbecue joint. And it's a like, I don't know what it's not like her favorite. She just goes to this barbecue joint a lot and talks yeah. to Linux. And a certain part it is just so she can get like help with certain things. Yeah. His his perspective. Mm-hmm. But he's like, she tells him what happened. He's like, don't trust people. Don't trust mm-hmm. him when he tells you he didn't do it. Don't trust the wife when she says she didn't do it. Don't trust that she couldn't do it just because she acts like a little girl. He's very like, you're a nice person. And that's a liability for you. Basically. Yeah. I mean, he, the advice is probably like wrapped in like condescending behavior, but he also ain't wrong. He's not. <laughs> There's parts where she has like, where she's like alluding to him that she has, um, like evidence of their scams and stuff and he's like you need to turn that over like he's like you this is going to come out and if you hide it that is going to be a problem for you Mm -hmm. like you don't want to get caught up and say like you knew this information and then not tell him you knew it and all that other stuff right he's always right he isn't kind of condescending about it but he's always but he ain't wrong (laughs) so and so but she goes to him when she's like so she's the one who breaks down like he really helps her because he's the one who introduces the idea of like different motives someone might have and like Mm -hmm. what charlie's own dirty doings were like the possible Mm -hmm. scam and Mm -hmm. and like tanya's role in all these things and harley's Mm -hmm. role so he was fun Um, yeah he explains like what a confidence man is i i mean i'm always here to learn about scams like i said they're my new favorite crime to learn about because i'm just sick of murder he's got a daughter who's on the autism spectrum mm-hmm. and loves cookies i mean who so doesn't? Dessa kind of bribes them with it. <laughs> she does and a hating ass employee who has a thing for him 
that he's that he's aware that he's of thoroughly <laughs> uninterested in i like that and he was like okay what was her name georgina George, something like that fine. like a employee i have the book in front of me why am i pretending like See, I-, I listen to the audiobooks i don't have the and there were a lot of names and all the names are like old timey so it's kind of getting mixed up sometimes i mean no disrespect for the writer but it does kind of feel like she had like two wheels and <laughs> one was first names and the other one was surnames and she just like spun a wheel Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. She's not that important. She just she keeps giving Dessa the stink eye because she thinks yeah. Dessa is there because she's interested in Linux and Linus and Dessa is like, I'm a widow. Yeah, I loved my husband. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And so they have a little flirtation, but he's very respectful. He's he kind of like, you know, if it's too early, like I I think they do go out like maybe for coffee or something like toward the end of the book. But well, he invites her, doesn't he? I feel like. It like the at the very end she says like oh and we did go out or something that's right yeah but it's very like you know very they were cute respectful yeah very cute like um because I think his wife had left him mm-hmm. so he had like you know issues that he was dealing with too so I I'm ho- I'm rooting for Dessa I hope she and Lennox I think so <laughs> so Harley is in jail. Funny, another funny side quest. He's got this bird. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, he, this is a big ask. He asks Dessa if she can pet sit his bird for him. Right. Like that is, now that you mentioned it, it's like, okay, your coworker who, and I was going to say who brings you coffee, but he was bringing her coffee because he knew that she was broke. So your coworker who you gotta get coffee for sometimes it's like you call him up hey can you watch my bird while i'm in jail for murdering our boss like that is a big (laughs) while while i'm asking you to help solve that murder get me off the hook for the murder of our boss can you do that can you watch my loud ass bird also (laughs) please and she's nice so she goes and picks up the bird and she does a little snooping which anyone would and while she's there she finds like this photo from the past that mm-hmm. has Harley, Charlie, Tanya, and an unknown man who apparently is just scowling. <laughs> just, <laughs> just mean just mugging. Stank. Stank face. <laughs> because that's the only thing she says about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Someone else is in the photo that we know. I almost skimmed right past this. Luella is in the photo. Mm, right. Because... Before the murder, Luella had come, I almost said storming. She wasn't storming, but she comes into the office and she's like trying to get her mother to talk to her and tell and her, her like, is like, fuck you, you a crackhead, you an unfit mom, fuck you. And I was like, that's a little like, that's a little harsh for like the office space. <laughs> it was, I thought it was harsh period. Molly's like, for the workplace, save it for home, okay? Save that shit for after hours. (laughs) I am trying to rent out this apartment. I'm on the phone with clients and y'all crying in the background. Y'all looking at me, why why I can't be successful in this environment. (laughs) That's why none of these homes are getting sold. Oh my gosh. But she, like, Birdie is like, I was shocked by how like mean she was to her daughter. Cause like her yeah. daughter comes back. She's like, a miracle's happened. I'm off the drugs. I'm ready to come back to you and Erica. And her mom right. was all like, fuck you. Right. And Dessa even says like her energy, like her, 
her glimmer seems like different. It seems hopeful. It seems positive. Mm -hmm. And the mom is just like, fuck that. And it's like, you don't want to tell people like, you know, be too harshly on someone who's like, it seems like she had an issue with drugs. She Mm -hmm. had to raise the daughter, all this stuff. But later that gets complicated. Yeah. But you can't be like, oh, okay, well, they're here now. You better get on the pro. Like, she could still be mad. She could still have hurt feelings. But it does come off that way. And she does have this mean streak, like, toward Vinton, where she's like, fuck you, too. Yes. And as you said, don't be like, take that out of the office. Like, Take it outside. Like, even step out front. Like, they can still hear you, but at least, like, I guess guess at this point, she's like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, (laughs) all the people in this office are in so deep nobody cares about how they appear to other people and that's and it's only odessa who don't know what's going on so i feel like and they all have like not a low opinion of her but like how you might think of like that really sweet co-worker who never knows what's going on and it's just like oh who just showed up because these people i think have been working together for years they have a shared history they've been scamming they've been Hating each other for hating, I feel like sleeping so with each other for decades. Yeah, so they're just kind of like, oh, that's just Dessa. Don't don't you? She don't count. <laughs> she don't count. But I'm glad you brought this up because it does come back. Like Birdie has like this mean streak that will pop up because I think mm-hmm. they go out to eat after the memorial service where like apparently no one but mm-hmm. the coworkers show up. And um, they go out to eat and they're talking and um, she straight up accuses Harley of it. And she yeah. starts like stirring shit. And it's like, right. Birdie, <laughs> ma'am. Yeah, Odessa's like even taken back by that. She's like, oh, where did this come from? Like, we're still, like, can we wait until tomorrow to start accusing each other of murder? Thanks. Thanks. Thank okay, you. Thanks. So, yeah. Um, we were talking about the bird. I wanted to bring up the bird because I feel like Dessa. While she's trying to muddle through all this, she really is doing some investigating. She's talking to everyone. She uses the cake thing. Yes, I love that. And I really hope that that comes back and that's like part of part of her. Mo, Not mo, but. Her magic. Yeah. Like, I love anything where it's like you're doing magic and food together. Like, I eat that shit up. So it's like, it's almost like the food is like making people talk. It's mm-hmm. opening. It almost has like a magical quality to it that I'm hoping they explore more because mm-hmm. that's how she gets ends with everyone she's like oh mm-hmm. hey birdie you want me to make you a cake hey Vint, you want some chocolate chip cookies <laughs> yes it's per- it's it's perfect like she walks in and she's like this unassuming person and she's just like well i'm just gonna make i'm just gonna bake for everybody because i feel like we're all stressed out <laughs> and they're all kind of like oh okay I, I, won't, I won't say no to some cookies oh uh, i won't say it. and it's just such an unassuming way for her to like get in there and get them to open up mm-hmm. and i thought it was a fun way too to give us more about their their characters which she's like well i think he's gonna want you know yeah. like this cake but he really wants that i thought that was i just really liked that whole scene i did, did too. and it just felt so believable it's like yeah people would be like oh i mean if you want to drop off a lemon cake at my house after work i mean here you go <laughs> say no bring the lemon cake and so and then yeah you naturally talk and before you know it vinton has spilled his whole se- his, his whole, whole background his whole theatrical like he's got what are they drinking like sherry oh, or like yeah brandy or something brandy like old man drink <laughs> he's talking about his lost love in atlantic city i imagine him like in a smoking jacket and loafers there's a fireplace <laughs> yeah i like i like that scene a lot too but i was like that just worked perfect 
So she learns a lot about Vinton. And then um, she tries, she does something. I'm thinking, I may have the timeline a little muddled. Yeah. But she goes to visit. That's not how it happens. How, what happens with Judah? How does she find out about, I'm sorry, I finished this book like, I finished this book a few days ago and I did highlight things and note things, but some of the connective tissue. I'm, I'm, you know what? I got a little confused here too because Judah like totally fell off my radar, honestly. Until she pops back up in a big way. Yeah. Because <laughs> Judah, when Judah makes another appearance, she's been killed, question mark? She yeah. did. She did. She did. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. That's the only thing we're sure of is that Judah is dead. We're not sure if it was an accident. We're not sure if it was suicide. We're not sure. Or murder. Because murder. Yeah. They, they find her like... Because it's after her big like get together with Vinton. Like they've had their talk. She yeah. feels kind of close to him and he calls her. Yeah. I was a little bit... Now that you're saying it, I'm like really like racking my brain trying to remember the sequence because she goes she it's like Vinton Judah um Birdie um and the wife whose name I always forget Tanya Tanya and her like investigation does she talk to Dennis now I can't even remember no because Dennis ends up murdered later at the end she doesn't get to him yeah. in time <laughs> yeah like a bunch of people start getting murdered they just start dropping a bunch of people are eating cake yes and she's also taking a lot of cake orders from Linus, <laughs> which seemed more important in my mind. <laughs> like, I can remember every time she went there and he was like, I'll get a little more cake and throw some cookies in there and the muffin tin and all that. I, I, like, the murder plot started to fizzle out because I was just hungry for cake. Yeah, like I said a little earlier, like, I like this book, but the murder, the whole murder mystery element of it was probably the weakest part of it yeah. for me. Yeah, and so like I remember that too because that's when she was making money. I was like, "Yeah, D and D catering is taking yeah. off." It's like you don't need you don't even need to go back to that <laughs> that real estate agency. Please leave all that murder and crime back in that office. And I feel thing. like Linux is kind of like that's why he keeps buying these cakes, <laughs> <laughs> and he always like throws in a little extra for her because she broke, like she broke, broke. He's kind of like you don't you don't need to go back to that place where they're all murdered. Like you ain't gotta play don't the you just make cakes for me. Like we're doing good. The cakes are salad. Like <laughs> I like that. That's his whole angle. He's like we gotta we gotta get this woman out we of there. Get this 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 nice lady, you know, very attractive woman. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but <laughs> that's not a place for a woman like Odessa. <laughs> I think she he says something along that line, and she gets truly offended. She's like, she does. You think I can't solve this? You think I'm too dumb? It's like no, it's like, that, that, that's no, no. There's but, murder you know, happening. Three of your coworkers are dead. So, and maybe I just don't want you to be dead. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she's braver than me. I would not be trying. To, I'm sorry. Even if I, even if a coworker who brought me free coffee every other day mm-hmm. was in jail, and he called me up and he was like, Danielle. One, I need you to watch my bird. And two, I need you to help me figure out. I need you to help me get off the hook for this. It's like, I mean, like those are two really big asks. And you know what? I, I'll do a, I, with her skills, I'd lead a bake sale to <laughs> raise money for his legal fund. And honestly, that's the best I can do for you. I cannot be out here possibly investigating murderers. Right? It's like, I don't got the skills for that. <laughs> I, I feel like the second I walked in, I saw a gun on Charlie's desk, I would have been like, uh, let me call Remax. You know, let me call like, any other agency. This is, a, 
This is why you don't work in a place that doesn't have a good HR department. (laughs) Because I would be like, I need to talk to an HR representative. Because that's a very good point. The second the gun is on the desk at your first performance review. I'll be like, what's that doing there? (laughs) I wouldn't even say that. You walk in, you see a gun, I just leave. Don't show up the next day. (laughs) It's like, I'm already broke. Like, what you gonna do? Uh, I really feel like there probably could have been some bakery desk. I mean, I guess she didn't have the passion. She need, she needed yeah. to listen to and her. And I aunt. bet she does. I bet she does later because I'm looking at the. Let me pull up like the cover for the next book, and I don't know if she's walking into a bakery, but I'm kind of like oh, something. It looks. I've, the book I'm looking at it's a nice big suburban house. It looks less shady than that a uh, realty <laughs> office. So. Yeah, the second book, A Fatal Glow. Oh, yeah, Big House. And she's got, like, she's carrying a cake or something. Mm-hmm. And a balloon is tied. So she it looks like she's going to get more into the baking. Yeah. But I just thought that was so funny. But, yeah, so I think if I recall what happened, Vinton, like, spills his guts. They grow closer. And that's why mm-hmm. he feels okay calling her mm-hmm. when Judah, he's like, Judah's not answering her phone. I've tried mm-hmm. calling we talked she was kind of upset i need you to go with me like now she's everybody's best friend people right. are asking her to watch the bird get her out get them out of jail go with them to accompany people and like <laughs> mentally unstable you know they're mentally unstable co-workers homes so he's like i need you to come with me to go check on judah it's like ooh, you better you better call somebody else that's what i was saying like i never <laughs> listen i'm too paranoid to be in a house alone stumbling across a dead body yeah I, I don't want that for don't, me don't touch nothing because <laughs> like i don't know like i i'm not the kind of person i don't commit violent crimes but you don't have to to get caught up so yeah well anyway judah is dead yes and they are upset yes and there is this really weird setup none of them are really cool because like they get cops come back the cops come up and they take the report neither one of them play cool because they're like who's upstairs and and like and i think like vitten's like oh there's nothing upstairs nothing but storage and judah are oh my gosh all these names nothing but storage and dessa is like in the middle in front of the cop she's like what are they storing and the cop's like what are they storing and vitten doesn't want to answer it and so now he's on the spot (laughs) neither none of these people know how to play it cool no so something's up in this storage and pretty soon we're like, well, what's up in the storage? And that Judah doesn't want people to know about. Mm-hmm. So we did say like, they don't know if it was a suicide, an accident or a murder, right? Yeah. She's just dead. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I wasn't expecting all these murders. Yeah. It was like darker than I thought it was going to be. It kept, I was like, ooh, it's getting grim and violent. Because then she keeps. Well, so, yeah, not violent, but they're like, ooh, this one died real violent. Ooh. Because <laughs> like, this isn't a long book. And it's got a body count of like three or four people. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and like shot, hanged, hit in the head. Yeah. Pills or something. Yeah. So I'm like, we're clipping at like every 40 pages, another body. <laughs> Um, but we, it turns out they go, so we learned Judah owns the whole building. No. Or does she rent mm-hmm. it? They lied. They lied. And now I can't remember what's the truth and what's the lie. I think she rented it. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm not now. I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> but they tell the police. Okay, they tell the police she owns it and that the upstairs is just used for storage, so she doesn't mm-hmm. own it. She's renting it. And they go up and they look at the storage, and it's just like dirt, mm-hmm. dirt that that Charlie had on everyone that for mm-hmm. some reason Tanya gave to her. I think it's like yeah. Charlie wanted you to have this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like all right. I didn't really know what to do with that part of it. Yeah, because that's when Tanya calls and she's like all upset, like, oh, I just dropped that shit off. And it's like, what? Yeah, she's upset. But because at first she was also celebrating. She's like, I gave away his jacket and his helmet and all his shit. And it's like, okay. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. This is the part of where I got like, and I think because as I was doing my research, they're like red herrings and stuff. I was like, is this thrown in to throw us off? Is it a distraction? Because it threw me off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it has nothing to do really with Charlie's murder. Because I came to the conclusion she kind of did it, probably did it by accident. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really unsure. <laughs> I don't think it was murder. Like, yeah, because who would have done it? Right, yeah. And I think, like, they do say, like, well, she took a lot of pills and she drank a lot of alcohol. Yeah. So I think you could so make was it. Was it suicide? Was it. But it really didn't. Yeah, I guess you're right. It was kind of a red herring because then later, like, the reason Charlie was killed was not all the scamming, really. Not, no. Mm-mm. It's, I think that's just supposed to make you look more at um, Tanya. Yeah. Because, again, Tanya's the one who dropped it off. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, I understood it best by just thinking it was, like, some kind of diversion. Like, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, then moving forward like Dennis is dead yes like basically Dennis is dead well because let me think yeah because oh wait a minute okay so I'm trying to think it's the end and I'm wondering I don't remember the order she's baking all these cakes I may edit some of that stuff out this is I need you to tell me how this order went because I can't remember she's baking all these cakes I can't remember I'm so sorry everyone I I it's the order doesn't matter, I don't think. I remember all the plot points. I can never remember the order of plot points. I don't know why I don't just accept that about myself. But, uh, because at one night, she's baking, and Luella comes to her door. Mm-hmm. And I love it, because even the neighbor's like, the neighbor calls, and she's like, uh, that crazy woman who was looking for you is yeah. back. Do you need me? What did she tell her? She's like, if you need me to call the cops, say, it looks like oh. rape. <laughs> yeah. A run out of raspberries, something really silly, <laughs> something ridiculous. Because Odessa or Luella comes in the middle of the night, and she's like, and she tells us who one who the uh, mean mugging man in the photo was, mm-hmm. and what her whole deal is, and what this and what the scam she and Charlie ran, mm-hmm. like how all that worked. And so basically, we learned. I feel like I've been dominating this whole conversation, Molly. So people, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but like, um, basically, she learns that. Avon Bailey, I believe his name was. His father owned... Yes, because I kept thinking Avon Barkston. <laughs> I was thinking of makeup. Um, but his father owned this big plot of land, and Tanya, Luella, and Charlie scammed him into, like... It was some real estate scam where I think a contractor would come and say the house needs some work and then they would keep saying oh it needs more and more work and then pretty soon they'd be in debt to the contractor and I think it would involve like 
putting a lien on the house and then they would get the house through like this yeah. illegal lien and contractor scam. And so they, Basically. they did that to Avon's dad and he was super mad about it. And, but now, how, now, cause now I'm thinking about this, like, okay, if you knew these people just ran a scam and took your dad's property, why are you having a child with one of them? Yeah. <laughs> Because it was like, I, cause I feel like, and this is where I get confused, because I know that Linux, he gives a very long presentation on three-card Monty. Yes. And he throws in there a little bit about real estate scams, and he explains the contractor scam. And I was getting confused. It's like, was were they running that? Or I know that like he had, Charlie had all these young women who would kind of flirt with the men and get them to do this and get them to do that. And it was like, but but then how does that scam him? Like, because he, he um, Lennox gives the example of like the two con man cases that he works because he was like, I was in I was in murder crimes. Like I, I, I talked about the crimes where they murdered. So I didn't do a lot of con men stuff, but I had two because in both instances, someone was dead. And so he talks about the the construct or the the um repair guy scam and he says that that was one case that he ran because um the woman got um basically uh a crisis of conscience like she's flirting with the homeowner she gets the guy to sign up for this scam she gets a crisis of conscience she tells the homeowner but then she goes back and tries to scam again and the the con man shoots her dead and that's why it landed in her lap so then I was like, well, is it the exact same scam that they were running on the men? That's where I got confused. It was like, was it connected to that case? Or are these two people running the exact same scam in this small ass town? I think it's the latter. I think they're two similar scams. And they did that because I found the, I found the blurb. I found uh-huh. the story Luella tells That's Dessa. <laughs> and she's like, Charlie came up with this plan to rob Avon Bailey, Red's father. Red is the junior Avon Bailey. And I played along with him. I got close to the old man to fool him into trusting me. I was close to Red, so he did whatever I told him to. He loved me deep like that, but Red didn't know what was going on, what was going to go down, and that I would lead the old man on like I did until it was too late. So maybe, I think it was similar. Like she talked him into getting these construction or like into some kind of debt and handing over the property. The other guy knew about it. He didn't know it would be a scam the way it was. And they both just sort of got caught up in it. But, and you know, I, and to be honest, I don't think the particulars of the scam are that important. I don't think it's important, yeah. Just an old man got scammed. Luella was part of it. She feels bad. She had a baby with one of the, with the son of the man they scammed. Mm-hmm. She ran into him recently. He's, he's in town. And I knew it wasn't him either because he never appeared on page. I'm like, so it wasn't right. that guy. And Erica is his daughter. So yes. like that's sort of what got behind, that's sort of what motivated her to clean up. Yeah. So I think that's it. And I think after that is when we get into like what Dennis actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember who calls her, but somebody's like, Dessa, you will not believe what has happened. <laughs> Another one of our coworkers is dead. And so she goes to Dennis's like a really fancy condo. And in, in the audio, at least, like the lady who reads it, she does a really good job with that phone call. She's like, freak the fuck out. She's like, you need to get the fuck over here. Like, I, like she really like puts her foot in that scene. 
Now, is this the scene? Is Charlie there too? Charlie there or, too. Or Harley, I mean. I'm sorry. Oh, Harley, Harley is dead. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. she comes With up. the old lady squad. Yes. Harley's like on the front stoop crying. The old mm. lady are there is like, we kidnapped him and we brought him here. Yep. <laughs> the cops are on their way because his ankle br- bracelet went off. Right. And like, so she goes, and so she's there. There's this whole scene happening. Harley's like freaking out as anyone would be because he's basically been dragged out of his house. The police are going to get him. He's already on the line for like a possible murder. So, so this is where I was kind of disappointed because I guess I'm used to old fat or like not old, but like maybe, maybe they are kind of outdated tropes in mystery where there's the big scene where the person's like, I figured it all out and mm-hmm. I will explain exactly and I'm what say, happened. Yep. And we didn't really get that. Instead, Dessa goes in the house. Luella's like, my mom has something she needs to tell you. (laughs) And Bertie's like, I did it. And I'd do it again. (laughs) Yup. And she just kind of like tells everything. And she's like, I was sick of him being mean. I was sick of all the shit he did. I was also sick of Dennis. I was sick of both of them. And I killed them. And he's like, sometimes you just poke at somebody and you poke them and poke them and they go off. Which kind of yeah. repeats something I think that Lennox kind of said about how anybody can have that rage in them. Yes. And um, the aunt is like quoting her all these Viangelo tweets about like <laughs> right. bitterness versus like rage. Yeah. And I feel like she solved it. But of course, like, doesn't it listen to her? Yeah. She's like, why did she send me this? <laughs> anyway. Like, Desi, you gotta start hanging out with Aunt Phoenix a bit more often. Yes. She's, she seems to be a bit two steps ahead of you. Yes. In money and in this murder mystery. Yes. But I think she also says because, like, her father beat on her mother. Mm-hmm. And then she saw Charlie beating on his wife and mm-hmm. Dennis beating on the same girl. Mm-hmm. Like, it just set her off. Mm-hmm. I will say it does do a good job on that theme about, like, rage like hidden yeah. rage because Bertie did just seem to have like that just like a button if you pressed her she would just go off mm-hmm. but I don't know the ending just felt a little anticlimactic yeah she put on those pink gloves she murdered everybody yeah I really I guess I wanted that scene where like Dessa saw the gloves and she'd be like pink gloves yes huh, like I wanted to see it come together for her and that so yeah. yeah, and maybe like she's gonna get like more, like we said, more. She's gonna trust her instincts because one thing we didn't talk about that much was the aunts, like her two aunts, yes. kind of come into the picture. Um, the sisters, Celestine, Celestine, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Celestine and Phoenix, and her mother had passed away when she was younger. Yes, Aunt Phoenix kind of looked after her, but there was some bad blood between her and the mother, and she doesn't really trust Aunt Phoenix. Aunt Celestine seemed closer in age to the mom and closer to her, but she's never come to visit. And she's got all these cousins who have magic power. She don't really know much about them. (laughs) So like halfway through the book, Celestine comes and they're kind of like sizing her up and they're saying all this cryptic stuff. But you can tell like that's like for a later book where they're like, okay, we're going to get more Mm -hmm. into that. So I kind of wonder even if like she didn't solve this one because she's still not like totally trusting like this gift that she has and that these two aunties are going to like kind of school her in it, you know, as the series progresses and she's going to be more adept at, at solving these crimes. Yeah. I can see that too. Like she sort of grows as a sleuth. Yeah. 
But yeah, but yeah, so so they go get the cops and they're like, yeah, this lady did it, not him. And I guess, is that all it takes <laughs> to tell the cops? It's like, no, it's actually her. Is that I mean, if she's, if, she, if she's like, yeah, I did it. If she's sitting there at the crime scene, then yeah. Because it's like, I was like, I guess, yeah. And so then they go and it does kind of wrap up quickly. Like she's like, I think you're right. She and Lennox do go out and like get something to eat. And she's growing D&D. She like feels like she's got her, her zest for baking back. Yeah. And Char like it's not a lot. It's like maybe a page and a half and Harley's freed, but that's about it for the murder mystery. Yeah. So it was it was fun and I liked the characters. They were wild. Yeah. That was probably the best part. Just like the characters felt really like alive, really well written. They're so um, spiteful. Ooh, ooh, they were mean. They were bitter. Hateful. <laughs> Hateful. <laughs> just like which was good because like i could see any of y'all doing it honestly yeah so i knew it wasn't harley and i knew it wasn't tanya because i'm like well that's too obvious he's in jail and she's the ex-wife i didn't know about tanya because she she had like a ton of tragic backstory too and you know all these other things going on that were again i think maybe misdirection because i see i went two ways i put like it can't be her because that's too obvious it is the ex-wife but i could see a writer saying like it's it could be her because it's so obvious and nobody would right. suspect it. Right. But so, I actually well. get, did kind of notice that Birdie was missing for a lot of the book. Yeah. And that's why I'm beginning to be like, well, what's she doing? Yeah. And I guess maybe the thing with the daughter, even though it is like centrally connected, seems like a distraction. Yeah. But it's not. It's all yeah. relevant. Because she's like, oh, she's off dealing with her daughter. And it's like, she is, but like <laughs> also other things. In a very illegal way. in a crimey way so i i enjoyed this book i thought it was a good a good it didn't make me want to read more cozy mysteries like i like i think the idea of reading a mystery is fun and trying to figure it out yeah with the main character i agree i would recommend it yeah i would too and i did see there was another black one with like that takes place in an ice cream shop or at least the one now i did read that one (laughs) do you recommend that one i gotta i would yeah look it up because like I don't like talking about a book if I don't know that yeah know oh, the yeah. title of it. I think it's like a school something. It's got like a real punny name. It, it, all of these have such punny names, and it's like that's half the fun of them. Obviously, it's all okay. puns and food. No, if you oh no, Arya had a box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call back to our last call episode. <laughs> I was trying to open my Audible to see the name of the other. <laughs> fucking accidentally opened i like that though, that's what that's what buddy that's how birdie feels she said <laughs> right? if you buck <laughs> that's what she said right before she hit something in the head. a mm. deadly inside scoop by abby yes. collette yes and that's a series because i think maybe last year it had the second one yeah and so the woman owns her family owns an ice cream shop yeah, and that one, that one will make you hungry. Like, I'm I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't even eat ice cream, but I was eating ice cream reading that book. Listen, this, between this, and then I read a, a romance that took place in a cupcake shop. I was like, damn, I am just hungry. I'm just setting myself up. <sighs> but yeah, so I do want to read more. Like, I would read a Deadly Inside Scoop. It's an ice cream, and it's also black. It looks like it's written by a black author. Yeah, it's, so. an, it's, a, it's a very different take, because one thing we didn't touch on too much in this book is... 
she talks a lot like there's a real acknowledgement of like black people and the criminal justice system yes and mm-hmm. how like harley's targeted and she's there's a scene where she's like seeing her neighbors kids like they're um young teens or you know teenagers 13 14 15 and yeah. she's like oh like i worry about them like you know the same way you know i worry about all young black men and you know that's always kind of at the back of her mind in this and i don't remember that being a part of the ice cream shop one it's more straightforward and she's like she's more removed from like thinking of this in the terms of like oh someone being in jail or a black man being like you know um innocent but blamed and like call out the innocence project in this yeah they do She's just more so like, oh, some shit went down. My family's acting shady. I got to figure this out first. Yeah, I was going to ask, is she like in the mix of like this pit of vipers the way Dessa was? Or it's just no, a- <laughs> like definitely like her mom and dad, like you're kind of like, oh, and her grandpa are kind of like, hmm. But at the same time, like they're like really sweet, loving people okay. like, surrounding her. So except for her mean ass grandpa, but... <laughs> I don't know if I can take all these food books, y'all. I, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to watch my sugar intake. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah, I definitely want to read some more of them because, like, this isn't really a genre I've read a lot of. I don't mm-hmm. like, like, the tone. Like, these are, they're not the same genre. But the tone between this and something like these toxic things was really interesting because mm-hmm. it did feel kind of like, I always thought Cozy Mystery was kind of an oxymoron, mm-hmm. but you kind of get it. Like, we're not, like that sense of dread that kind of yeah. happened with those books isn't really there. Like the bad thing yeah. has already happened. We're trying yeah. to figure out who and why. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like these uh, toxic things at Rachel House of Hall, it's more like being chased, being haunted. And even yeah. um, the legal thriller that we justice read. Like, is pun- yeah. Justice. I almost said justice is served. Uh, these punny books. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when justice sleeps. Yes. Yeah, that has more of a sense of urgency and, like, really high stakes, global stakes. You know, the and book this I've... is like, ah, oh, jackass was killed. Yeah. My friend's on the hook for it. I gotta get him out of there. I you gotta the... get him out. You know the book that made me the, like, the most scary, tense book we've ever read that I what? still think about was We Love You, Charlie Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I was so anxious reading that book because I'm like, this chimpanzee... This is... Is gonna fuck everybody up. He's gonna, gonna attack happen. everybody. He's gonna rip yeah. off somebody's face. And I kept expecting it to happen, and it didn't. It didn't. He really doesn't do too much in that book. No, he doesn't. I was like, this monkey's gonna kill somebody, and I don't know if I can take it. But um, but yeah, I liked it. Oh, I like the second book in the Ice Cream Scoop series is a game of cones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I I kind of love it. And there's a cat on the cover of that one, too. These cozy mysteries and cats. I think it's, like, I, I saw someone, like, making a joke once, and they were like, oh, it's always gonna have a cat or a dog or something like that on the cover. It's part of the coziness. Yes. So. Cool. Well, that was... I almost said that... That was... I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong page. So that was A Glimmer of Death. That was the mm-hmm. first book in the Odessa Jones series by mm-hmm. Valerie Wilson, Wilson Wesley. We recommended it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good book. What are you currently reading, Molly? Not a damn thing. <laughs> That's okay. 
I read is, this book. <laughs> that is okay. I feel like I was thinking back when you talked about this at the top of the episode when all we could find those lit books and mm-hmm. I was going to pipe in and say like my attention span is just not here for that. I can't. Right. And I want to get back into it. Like I really have been inspired to read like black classics. Mm-hmm. I even went and Googled like a syllabus like from a, like just, I picked a good school and I went and looked up African-American <laughs> lit syllabus so I can have like a reading list. I have uh-huh. all the motivation, but my attention span is just like, no, Don. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. I'm sorry. Why don't I you, guess. Why don't you watch this video from 2016 of somebody, <laughs> somebody seeing if they can cook the pieces of cookie dough that come in ice cream cookie dough. <laughs> that's what i do i i i've been engaging with a book called altern knit <gasps> stitch dictionary ah uh, yeah you're knitting that's right i am let me tell you i just in awe <laughs> it's actually not that hard like i i've tried, <laughs> I've tried. i cannot knit I am just like, I'm still in awe. I know you say it's not that hard. I see knitters. I don't know how y'all do it. I can't even cast on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I went and bought a pair of needles. I was like, I'm gonna get me a pair of cheapo needles and go home and I'm gonna watch a YouTube video and I will not get up until I knit something. Molly, I had to get up. (laughs) You know what did it for me? Was buying a nicer set of needles. It was like a $15 set for a specific pattern. Um... And then uh, circular needles, and it just clicked because like the circular, yeah, the long ones. I was like, this shit too long. It's hitting my elbow. I don't like this. But the 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 circular ones feels more like a crochet hook using it. Okay, but like I don't know if that still helps me with my initial problem of I can't get the yarn to stay. (laughs) I bought a knitting loom, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna cheat and just use this. Yeah. So I've been learning different stitches on that. That's cute. And I do feel like a cheater. Like, I feel like a big, dirty Why? cheater. <laughs> you get it done. Who cares? Because apparently it's controversial in you the know what? world. And this goes back to what we were talking about at the fucking beginning with, like, all these people on Twitter. It's We're not in school. Like, it's not a competition. Reading isn't a competition. A hobby is not a competition. It's like, if you're having fun and you're producing things that you're proud of, like, you know, there's nobody sitting... Well, I guess maybe there is someone sitting next to you on the bus saying, is that a shirtless man on your cover? But you do not have to give a fuck about that person's opinion. They are entitled to it. Right. And, and honestly, it has no... Paying attention. All right. It has no bearing on your life. So it's like, oh, it feels like cheating. It's like, okay, and? <laughs> Someone's mean, got a problem with it, then they can, they can have a problem with it. That's fine. So I did... Um... I was trying to do a no spin February, failed, failed big. And my most recent purchase was um, four mosaic crochet patterns. Ooh. Because I've gotten into mosaic crochet. I finished a blanket I was making as a gift for a friend. The one with the bulk hue, the bobbles. Yeah. I don't know if I love it. I was like, I don't know if I can give this to her because I hated this blanket for a while so much that I thought it was dangerous to give to the baby because I didn't want to like transfer any bad juju. My sister was like, burn some sage over it. Because <laughs> like, it was really kind of making me mad. But I finished it. It came together. It's amazing what a border can do. Border mm-hmm. can clean something right up. So I'm really excited to start these mosaic ones. Because I really like mosaic crochet. It looks fancy, but it's so easy. Oh, really? 
Someone has to look at that. If you can do a single stitch and if you can do a double stitch, you can mosaic crochet. That's all it is. Okay. I'm going to have to look at that. All right. All right. I, and I know you've watched this girl before, TL Yarn Crafts. Yes. I love is her. it one of her? No, she does t- Tunisian, Tunisian crochet. Oh, Tunisian. Yeah. She does Tunisian crochet. Okay. And I get disappointed because, okay, so this, for those of you who don't know, if you are in the fiber art, she's a black crocheter on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think she does it full time. She's really cool. And I want to try some of her patterns, but I don't know how to do Tunisian crochet. And I don't uh, even have the hooks for it. And I went to Michael's to price them. Uh, they're expensive. $70 for a kit. <laughs> they're expensive, yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to support you with the views, but I'm not doing that pattern because I, I don't even have the hooks. So mm-hmm. I like looking at her yarn reviews because she's... <laughs> She's mean, but she's gonna tell it how like it is. Yeah, she'll tell you how the art is. Yeah. So there ain't a lot that she likes, but then you I know, know, I feel like you know you can trust what she's saying. Right, and she tells you like, or what like what it's used for. Like if you don't yeah. use this and think you're gonna make like a wearable, this is for right like something delicate and maybe a hand me down. So and she did have the hookup on an online store. I'll tell you about that offline because they're not Ooh. our sponsor. But okay, it was like five dollars for like a hundred percent wool. Oh. I got one. It was like 80 cents for like silk and mohair. I was like, oh. She does know the sales and she mm-hmm. does have good kids. I really, I think I discovered her like, this is related. It's black woman related. There is um mm-hmm. some creator, the Skeen Tones. Have you seen oh, those? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I thought that was really cool. There's a woman, like, I guess she's a black female fiber artist, and she worked with, I think it was Yarnspiration. They've got the corniest ass names, I swear. <laughs> so Yarnspiration, and, um, and that may be wrong, Lion Brand, some brand of yarn. I think they might be the same. Possibly. I think it might be a lion. Yeah. You're right. But they worked to release skeins of yarn that are, like, skin tones, but they're, mm-hmm. like, the whole range. So there's, like, a dark, dark brown, like, caramel Mm -hmm. medium brown there's like light and pale shades and i thought it was so cool because she crochets dolls and she Mm -hmm. needed a yarn that could be used for skin tones because all the browns are like it's like the brown you see it's like like there's one brown yeah it's like crayola brown fucking um (laughs) what was that um um brown bear bear, what do you see (laughs) No, but that okay. Like, if we want to talk about children's book every day, every week, like Brown Bear, what do you see? But I was thinking about Addicted, which is about as far from Brown Bear as you can get. When she about just peanut butter t- or peanut butter dick, I was thinking of the burnt top crackling part of a brownie. That's the kind of brownie you see. Yeah. yeah. They're not like something you want to make a doll and give it to a kid out of. Yeah. So she did this whole line and it was cool. And so she, TL Yarncrash, she made that, um, what's the name for it? It's a very popular pattern, but like the wavy mm-hmm. crochet. The, uh, chevron. Yes. I yes. wanted to make that. It was really cute. And like, they like marketed it as like a palette. And I was yeah. like, that's cute. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're getting your little fancy, your 40 shades on. That's cute. It was really cute. I'm telling you, like the yarn world is interesting. We should do, okay, we should, a little plug and then maybe a suggestion. So right after this, we're going to um, do our next Patreon episode on planners. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of talking more like hobbies, like more black women in other areas too. Um and uh, uh, like some of the controversies and inaccessibility in the planner world. And when I say like this shit is also help- happening in yarn crafts. Oh, definitely. It's fucking everywhere. So maybe we'll definitely. do one on that. Like just all like 
knitting, crocheting, like fiber fiber arts, arts, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. The New York Times, I think, did a story about it because they're like, black women are trying to say like, yeah, we're here and we knit too. Yeah. So... But okay, yeah, that's maybe a good we'll plug yeah. for the Patreon. So. Yes, yes. So. We had one. We had a on-camera one. Yeah. For passing, which I actually thought was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And so I think people liked it. Um, I can tell you what I'm reading. I'm yes. also at a similar level where I'm reading two books. <laughs> I read a couple <laughs> other books. I can say those later. But I'm reading Flying Blind, The 737 Max Tragedy and the Fall of Boeing. Oh, my. Which is, yeah. <laughs> a little light reading. <laughs> it's okay i don't know if you all know this i have a really weird like i wouldn't say encyclopedic but i have like a mild low-key anxious obsession with like plane crashes i know i did not know that about you you didn't it's been like how long have we known each other i've never heard you say anything about this it like kind of got worse when i was in iowa but like i know a lot of the big major plane crashes probably more than like not like as much as an aviation expert would but maybe more than like the casual observer does interesting so i know a lot about like the plane crashes and like the 737 max is echoing the dc-10 this is the nerdiest thing i'm ever going to say in my life the 737 max is echoing like the same path as the dc-10 and it's really weird. So if you don't know about the DC-10, McDonnell Douglas pushed it through. They knew it had flaws, but they were like, it's okay, profits. And there was a crash. And they're like, oh, those, it was a crash that happened in Turkey. And like, oh, the pilot error or operator error, they didn't do it right. They made like this gentleman's agreement between mm. the FAA that like, we'll take care of it. It'll be fine. They didn't. And then in 1979, American Airlines Flight 191, yes, I do know all the numbers, like, (laughs) that flaw happened, like, there was another flaw, like, with their design, and, like, the engine fell completely off the left wing of this plane, and it, like, crashed and killed everyone, and it turned out it was the DC-10 again, and that's when it all came to light that, like, they knew about these design flaws, they made all these backdoor deals with the FAA to, like, cut corners, and, like, that's what's happening with the MAX, and it's really weird this is the nerdiest i've ever seen no i'm quiet because like i'm not ever gonna get on a plane again fuck that like i took a uh you know because you helped me out on this train trip yes so, I'm, I'm, that was delightful i you off at the wrong station i mean i was at a mall and that man thought i was a homeless teen <laughs> but i got to where i needed to be nobody was in my face we weren't gonna crash out of the sky i didn't i you know what it, it's gonna be it's gonna be um trains for me from now on is I, will, what I'm saying. I will say there is what i like about learning what the plane crashes though at least the way i learned about them is like they they investigate what happens and they always make it always it makes planes safer for everyone else so okay but <laughs> if i was on that plane i wouldn't feel i wouldn't feel too too comforted by that you're like people people hopefully know what they're doing and they can get you out of the situation you'll I see don't know. me on the train i find it weirdly comforting it helps me for some way so i'm also reading a biography of ida b wells that's oh. very slow going it's 800 pages and it's written like a textbook <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, this is the year I'm going to read this book. It's called Ida, A Sword Among Lions by Paula J. Giddings. So, you know, you know what I've learned? What? Miss Ida B. Wells was the living embodiment of the Michael Jordan. And I took that personally meme. And honestly, (laughs) 
I have never loved uh-huh. a historical figure more. <laughs> she, because they include like her diary entries, and she's like, "I'm sick of this asshole. I'm sick of that asshole. I'm sick of oh, you. I'm sick that of him." Interesting. I love a messy biography. I'm gonna have to look into that. Oh, like it is, and it's no denying she did a lot of good, but like she just did not come here to play with people. And it's like, yes, yeah. Miss Wall. Okay. So. So that's what I've been reading. Two very interesting things. <laughs> so, do we? We don't. We haven't figured out what we're reading next time, but we'll we'll let you know. Yes, we haven't thought we that say. far ahead. We haven't, and we were like, "Oh, we on it," but we wanted to do keep it to an hour, an hour twenty minutes, and yes. I think we hit it. We did, even with our foolishness. Even with the foolishness, even about talking about trucks and yarn <laughs> and planes and planes. So. So yeah, we will see you all next time. If you would like to hear us, we are doing a thing where we do video on Patreon and we just talk about black women doing shit mm-hmm. in, other, in our other interest. You are more than welcome to join us. So yes. you can get in as low as $2, $2, $5, $8. Those are the different levels. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. find us there. Where else can they find us, Molly? They can find us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit, um, Instagram, BCL Podcast. Um, we're on um, Spotify, uh, <laughs> just like Chiboy, I guess. <laughs> we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, like anywhere you can find podcasts, we're out there. Um, I think we're mostly on Twitter, but yeah, we've like fallen off that. We're been, we've been trying to do more on Instagram, too, because um, we've, yeah. we've gotten a lot of engagement there, and y'all are fun over there, so... You really um, are. Yeah. Um, and as always, we want to thank our patrons, Allie, mm-hmm. Andrea, Brianna, Catherine, Claire, Ellen, Erica, Frank, Heather, the I Found This Great Book podcast, Jennifer, Kat, Martel, Montara, Noella, Ruth, Therese, and Whitney. Um, you can also rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, all those other channels and platforms where Molly said you can find us on. And as always, thank you to Sweet 45 for use of our theme song, Jones In. And you know what? I don't think you can find them at SoundCloud at that link anymore. Oh, you can't? <laughs> oh, we gotta work with them because that's like yeah. literally the one legal thing. I tried to find it. I don't think it's there anymore. But if it if it is or if they have a new one, we'll investigate and put it down there. But I remember trying to find it. I was like, that shit ain't there. So... Well, we'll keep you updated. We'll put it in the show notes. But thank you to them. They, if you yes. want to Google them, they are sweet, S-U-I-T-E, four, five. Yes. And that's it, um, y'all. We'll see you next time, y'all. Bye. 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 Oh, yeah.